Let's go. Welcome to Citizen. This is episode seven. Um, I have a very special guest today, Derek Whita. He's best known for having face tattoos and uh, 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 playing the guitar, I believe. <laughs> Sometimes. Is yeah. that what I'm best known for? I have no idea. Supposed known for those things. I like being number seven because it would be like 007, 007. I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, it's a good number to be. <laughs> it's the number of completion, according to uh, the Abrahamic religions. Um, Only you know that, Dan. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. So I'm glad you were able to make it on. I know uh, this is uh, this is kind of a different show than I've been doing before. I don't, I don't know. You're, you've one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is because you're you've always been um, very thoughtful, but n- never political. Like you just don't care about politics at all. But that doesn't stop you from you know thinking about shit a lot. So I, I think right. it's you know it. One of the things I've been trying to do with this <clears throat> whole show is to uh, I, I guess depoliticize the philosophical debates we're having in the country because there's no use for that stuff anymore. Uh, not not that there really yeah. ever was, but that it just got captured by politics and um, these these conversations are far too important to be left to you know like a, a sophomore shouting match happening in the public discourse like that it's just kind of it's stupid it's really stupid yeah yeah when i when i saw i read on i saw your instagram post when you um announced this new show and i was like oh man that's great and i, and I don't comment much on instagram but i think i did stop mm-hmm. in and say like dude this is a great idea because a show like this like i know you did the or you know maybe sometimes you talk politics and there's a time and place for that but mm-hmm. a show like this brings it back to like the individual like, what is your responsibility? How do you live a good life? Because, you know, it's not to say that I don't care about politics. It's just that maybe that's my political, um, you know, I, I I think everybody has like an individual responsibility mm. to to figure out who they are, what they want to do and, and do that to the best of their ability. And that's how people are happiest, mm. in my opinion. And that's, you know, and if you get a bunch of happy people living life with purpose, it makes sense. You'd have a pretty strong country. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, um, it's, it's I, not I, like, uh, whenever I have these conversations with, with people, certain groups of people, um, <clears throat> I think it, maybe it comes off the wrong way. Like I'm not, it, it's not tough guy nonsense. It's not like macho shit. It's not, it's not just the the platitude to pull yourself up by your bootstraps or any of that right. stuff because I understand pe- yeah. a lot of people are going through a lot of messed up stuff in life. You know, life is tough. It, it's yeah, wall to wall, pretty much. Like you, you, <laughs> the the uh, the the good stuff that happens in life is um, definitely outweighed by either the boring or the annoying or the, the outright terrible. Um, yeah, but that's fine. So it's, th- this conversation isn't about, it isn't about flexing on people or trying to act tough and shit like that. It's what you said. It, it's like, yeah, this is a, it, it's a very effective way to go through life, to, to meet challenges head on and to take personal responsibility for everything that's going on around you. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. otherwise, 
every time you eschew some responsibility that you should be taking or, or, or some event in your community or, or broad, more broadly speaking, uh, that you should be taking part in, then you kind of subjugate yourself to the whims of the other people around you. And that could be good or bad sometimes, right? Like we have to trust each other sometimes, but the higher you go up that pyramid, the more and more uh, uh, problematic it gets, I guess, because people yeah. are, people can be shit, shit bags. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the people that That's really the are ball of life, man, yeah. there's actually like total pieces of shit, you know, they just fucking ruin everything. <laughs> yeah. And it seems like the farther you get into something, whatever it is, uh, business or politics or any of that stuff, government, um, the more frequently you start to run into these people, it's because they, they, they're deeply insecure and they desire power, right? That's, yeah, that's how they overcome their insecurity. But this isn't about like chastising people or, or, or pretending like I'm tougher than I am or that you are because you and I have been in some pretty dark right. spots too. You know what I mean? This isn't about yeah. any of that stuff. It's about a roadmap. Like what are some things I can do yeah. to uh, fence in my philosophical life a little bit and have some boundaries and some waypoints, you know what I mean? That, that makes sense. Yeah. That, not only makes sense for me, that but makes sense for everything that I'm doing, which means they make sense for everybody else as well. That's kind of what we're trying to get at now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I'm all about that. I don't deny. I think, you know, being too macho or something isn't fucking helpful to anyone because when you when you do care about life and you try to live a good one, that's really fucking hard. And there's a lot of different kinds of challenges that mm. you face. So yeah, and, and not talking about it doesn't do anybody any fucking favors, you know? So yeah. Yeah. It's kind of silly. It, it really is. Yeah. It's the way that like the way that we've, when we were in our twenties, the way we approached problems was really stupid. Um, yeah. And I, yeah. I imagine that's probably true for a lot of 20 year olds, even if they weren't, you know, we were in pretty extreme circumstances at the time, but yeah, like from the experience I've had with other people in that age group, it seems to be pretty ubiquitous. Everybody's kind of an idiot. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I remember distinctly being yeah. an idiot until I was like 31 or 32 years old. Cause I, mm-hmm. I started making, that was fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I started making better decisions. And then at some point I started reflecting back on my twenties. I'm like, man, I was really dumb. How did I live through any of that stuff? Yeah. Yeah, that does. See, I I think about that a lot. Actually, mm. it's like, uh, but not I'm not too hard on myself, or you know. And I I'm actually around at the place that I work out. I'm a, I'm a, around a lot of, you know, people in their twenties. And then you know, I know this isn't so much about politics, but a weird thing that is happening now is like those kids have so much power these days mm. because of sh- social media and stuff. It's like it's fine to be. I mean, maybe that's the process of getting to where we are a little bit today. If we're somewhere. You know, you got to go through your 20s, but like we didn't have as much power back then. And good because we were fucking it's not that we were dumb. It's just that we were in our 20s. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I definitely don't look I, I don't uh, regret any of it. It is what it is. Right. Yeah. There's no like that's yeah. that's a completely useless thing to do is sit around yeah. regretting things you've done. Um, but it is funny looking back. Oh, you know? it's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> But it's, you know, it's, it's, I actually think it's kind of helpful because it gives you perspective. Like I, there's a story, um, I can't remember what the origin of it is, but it's, uh, I heard it on the West Wing TV show 
um, from like the late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. And, uh, there's a guy talking to another person and they were going to go to Alcoholics Anonymous together because they were both alcoholics. And the guy's like, he was trying to talk him into it. He was like, well, I'm not really into that. Um, and he says, he tells him this story. He's like, a guy falls down at a well and, you know, he's, he's, he can't manage to get himself out. So his, uh, his doctor comes by and he's like, hey, doc, can you help me get out of this well? And he goes, yeah, sure, I'll help you out. And he writes him a prescription and throws it down in the well. It's like, all right, cool, yeah. man. That didn't really help me out much. Uh, then, yeah. a, then a priest comes by and the priest, he's like, hey, father, help me. I can't get out of this well. The priest says a prayer and he walks on. And uh, then his buddy comes by and he goes, hey, bro, I'm in this well. This is bullshit. So he's like, all right, cool. I'll, I'll help you out. He jumps down in the well and the guy's like, what the hell are you doing? Now we're both stuck in here. And he's like, yeah, but I've been here before and I know the way out. You know what I mean? That's, uh, yeah. Uh, like I really appreciated that perspective when I first heard it, but I didn't really understand it until I, until someone, one of my soldiers actually, after I was out, came to me with a problem. I was like, oh, I've been here before. I know exactly how to handle this situation. You know what I mean? And yeah. now you're a dad. Mm-hmm. So how's that, how's that changed your life? Um, well, well uh, you know, now thinking about that story and then asking me being about a dad, uh, when, before the, before the boys were born, I was afraid that I was going to be a shitty dad. Mm. Cause I was just, I was just like, really, I was like, man, what, what do I know? I'm, I, you know, like, I'm just, you know, maybe I have been hard on myself most of my life. Like I'm a loser. I'm a bum. What do I have to teach someone else or something, you know? But then, you know, since the boys have been born, um, kind of like forces me into that leadership role. And, and, and I think about that story a lot. It's like, my kids are only three and a half years old right mm-hmm. now, you know, but once they start coming into those like 15, 16, 17, 18, and onwards where they're like really confronting life and challenges of being, you know, a man, a person, yeah. you know, figuring out who they are, what where they there's actual consequences. Like, this is, this is where I can be useful. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cause yeah. like, I've just sort of been, um, you know, kind of like, um, trying hard to figure out those questions my whole life. And now it's been 20 years. So it's like, Oh, maybe I do have something that I can teach you and help guide yeah. you. And then, like the flip side of that, that's something that's like, you know, Father's Day just passed. And I I only think about um, my, my kids, like me being a dad. And then I, I saw on Instagram, I was like, oh, yeah, shit. People are posting about their dads. And I'm like, fuck, that's sad. Because I didn't really have, I didn't have a great relationship mm. with my dad. And it's... And he died in 2016. And it, it's like, it, it wasn't that he was like a bad person, but he just didn't try mm. at life. And he was kind of like a, just one of those sad, insecure people that mm. blamed everybody else for the problems. And he would sit there and watch um, TV and yell like he, like he was just this like kind of lazy person who'd given up on his life, but he followed politics religiously. And he would sit there and yell and scream at the TV. And, and so it was like, you know, um, I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't want to be inconsiderate to 
other people, but you know, if I don't know what's worse is like not having a dad at all or having a dad that's not like a dad, you know, because mm-hmm. I go through these challenges in my life and I'm like, fuck, it would be really nice if I had somebody to call who's been here before, you know, like your, 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 I've maybe like your parents or your first line of, I don't know if you call it like defense or support, mm-hmm. but you know, when you're like, you know, dealing with relationship or job troubles or just your own, you know, you, you, you don't know exactly what you're doing. You call someone who's 25 years, your senior who loves and cares about you. <laughs> They're going to give you good ass guidance and advice if they've bothered to live a good life themselves, you know? So, you know, it's not like I live my life for me, but I'm not, um, you know, a close second is, Cause I do give a shit about my role as a dad, mm. you know? <laughs> um, well, and, I think, and, I think and, that's important, uh, man. I mean, it's like, uh, yeah. That one of the common phrases you hear parents, new parents or, or, uh, even people that have had a couple of kids say is that they want to give their kids more than what they had. Right. Or better. Mm-hmm. What, what they usually mean yeah. by that is, is like, college and financial stability and opportunities and shit. But yeah. I, I, I always wonder like, yeah, that stuff's fine, but all that stuff is kind of the success. Uh, there, there's certainly a correlation between having opportunities and achieving success, but we see a lot of people with a lot of opportunity fail miserably because they weren't prepared to do any of it in the first place. Right. So it's not like just yeah. opportunity. I wonder how we're improving each generation's version of parenting or at least in like from our perspective because i mean we failed pretty miserably in parenting over the last 20 years or so uh all the data bears this out like people the latchkey kid thing um locking up a bunch of people and not replacing like yeah they committed crimes they got to go to jail got it but not replacing the father figure in their lives somehow we fucked up an entire generation of people by doing this stuff yeah, And I wonder, like now it's pretty easy to improve because we fucked it up so badly. But I don't want to just make incremental improvement when it comes to our greatest resource, which is our human beings, our people. Like we have to get back to correct, not, not improve. We need to get back to correct as fast as possible. That's kind of how I see that. Yeah. No, I, I, I like what you said there and about, um, you know, it is true parent, like, you know, as a parent, you want to give your kids the thing you, yeah, you didn't have. But like exactly to what you said, I don't give a shit. Like I'm not paying for their college or mm. fucking like that's that's just that's easy stuff. They can figure that out. One like I I didn't like coming into being. I, I think I read it in a Jordan Peterson book. He has a chapter in like the Twelve Rules for Life mm. about uh, about being a parent. Yep. And it was it was crazy because I didn't even consider it because you have kids, and he made he, you know, he wrote some words and made me think he's like, you're not raising a child, you're raising an adult. And I was like, Oh, shit. And so, um, you know, the the things I want to give my kids that I didn't have is like, or at least, you know, give it my, give them their best chance at is like, like self esteem and confidence. Mm-hmm. And you know, like a, uh, when they meet a challenge, are um, uh, do they do they know how to like face that and deal with the fear and insecurity and overcome that? Or do like, how easy can I make that for them? You know, um, giving, giving them those kinds of things. And, and not this, like when I say self-esteem, not this, like 
bullshit artificial motherfucking self-esteem type fucking feel yeah, good yeah. shit you know what i mean but yeah, like yeah, self-esteem yeah. confidence where it's like uh, the things that are important to me to teach the boys is like i want them to like themselves and i want them to like other people you know um because it just has such a huge impact on kids and you don't get you don't get that long to uh to write to write the program in a human you got like yeah. seven years max you know? i mean <laughs> re- really not even that much because I mean, you, you, so you can write yeah, it's ba- like up to four years. Yeah. You yeah. can write like baseline code up to then, but then they start getting out into social situations and developing their own habits. Then, then it becomes a much greater challenge. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, um, it's a really important point to, uh, to prepare kids for, I, I guess Jonathan Haidt says, prepare the road or prepare your kids for the road. Don't prepare the road for your kids. You know what I mean? Yeah, life is going to be and tough. It's, it's it's honestly such a hard thing to do because mm. you want to do everything yeah. for that motherfucker because you because you just fucking love them, you know. But like that can like you could be doing the kid a disservice mm. by being too nice to him, you know. So and then you know it's it's also and I don't you know me well enough to know like I'm not a, a I don't applaud myself much, but like I I know that the you know, like I'm an above knee amputee and I do what I do. I live the life that I live. I feel like if I keep trying and keep, keep doing well, like maybe that, that, that's a good example for my kids. Like when they like, say one of them goes to fucking, I don't know, they can do whatever they want to do, but maybe they go to basic training Mm. and they're thinking about thinking about quitting or something like that. But they're like, that's not where I came from. Yeah. You know, like one of those stories where it's like, my dad worked hard. He didn't complain. I'm like, I'm, I'm his blood. I can do this, you know, like, I mean, that, that, that means shit. something I, I, like I'm a white, uh, we don't quit that. Like that, it's, yeah. it sounds like a platitude, <laughs> but that's a real thing that sticks in kids' minds forever, man. Yeah. And so that's above all, that's what I want to give my kids. Cause that's something that I've personally struggled. Like if I've been trying to get somewhere in life in like you know the last 20 years it's it's trying to get that kind level of confidence or at least Mm. track record because i don't know i kind of came out of high school like a broken motherfucker Mm. you know and i don't know who what or why or but the only thing is like i you know and that that that, that just that gets tough you know like Mm. fuck dealing with like i mean depression is a part of life but like fuck fuck having to deal with like overwhelming thoughts of suicide mm. and just like fucking mass, like, you know, that can be, you know, avoided or if not entirely like supported pretty well. You know? mm. <laughs> like, well, I mean, I, I so, think it's pretty yeah. obvious what was going on with you. Uh, it's a lack of, it's, it's the same thing that a lot of young men, if not most young men run into at some point in their lives to varying degrees. And it's a lack of purpose, right? So all of your biology yeah. is telling you that you need to go out, especially if you're somebody that's, that is rooted ethically somehow, your brain is telling you to go out and, and do something physical to help other people, right? Whether it's yeah. war or whatever, right? Just being a good dude, being yeah. a strong presence and stopping other people from doing stuff. And when you have that biological urge, when you have the athletic uh, capabilities and inclinations, and they don't get used on anything. It turns into rage. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then rage turns and yeah. rage turned inwards. That's what depression is. Like you hate yourself because you have no purpose. 
That's really what it is. Yeah. And, you know, and so, uh, you know, like anybody else, I think about um, how I came to be that way and never like not to shit on my parents or something like that, but um, um, both of my parents, they didn't like a lot of people just sort of give up on that right like don't don't chase their fucking true calling mm-hmm. or like they're too afraid and they you know like clock in clock out get a job and then that becomes their narrative and they sort of like pass on their narrative like i'm me i'm but i was raised to be like this good christian that goes to college and gets a fucking good corporate job like that's i was raised uh, like i was i'm me but i was they were raising someone else you know and then and so that that was kind of my like a dilemma yeah or like it still is it's like i was i was taught that in 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 a sense like i was i kind of grew up thinking that being me is wrong right because it's like i'm i'm fucking like i feel like i'm being pulled this direction Mm internally but externally i'm being pushed that direction that's a fucking shitty conflict you know and it doesn't you know and it's not it's not like they were like my parents or teachers or anything like like, they love me and wanted what's best for me they just didn't know maybe a little bit better you know so yeah i mean i I, I think that's about that with the way i live my life yeah yeah that's that's kind of a that's got to be a problem I, i guess by coincidence sometimes or or maybe by genetics uh, you're a, a child's going to be super aligned in that way with their parents, or maybe with the, whomever the alpha is among their parents, they're going to be super aligned with that person in the, those kind of ways. But I, I feel like it's pretty common that that's not the case. And that's got to be tough for both. Like for the kid, it's like a struggle session, which is like almost, yeah. almost like a, 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 an 18 year long forced denunciation of who you are as a human being. You know what I mean? And then, (laughs) and then, but for the parent, like they have no idea that any of this is going on because I don't think anybody ever teaches parents. Like, so in my estimation, if you're a parent to a young child, especially these days with all the crazy like social media shit going on, it probably would be a good thing for you to take some educational psychology classes. Like, even if it's just monitor, like reading books or something like that, and figure out how the process of developing uh, habits and intellect work, right? Like so, how, yeah. how you develop social competence over time. One of the most important ones is, is <clears throat> in my opinion, I was thinking about this the other day, is the concept of love, generally speaking. So we get taught the word love long before we understand what it means, right? But we know it's, like what, it's one of the most important words in our vocabulary, and it's used to us all the time, and it's used to us primarily by the people who are in control of our lives who we depend on. But we have no idea at three or four or five years old what that means. We have no concept of that. Our parents use the phrase, I love you, over and over and over again, especially in the early years to get you to to say it back to them, right? Because that's important to parents to hear that back from their kid. And we do. We repeat it over and over um, until... So the first concept of love is not to associate love with what it actually is, but rather to associate it with how whomever taught it to us treats us on a daily basis. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So what does love mean? Yeah. Does love mean protection or does it mean intimidation? Right? Those are super yeah. close together, but they're very, very different in outcome. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. How they treat, how those, how you treat your children in the first five years 
like how you teach them what, what the word love means to them, it, it'll permeate throughout their entire life and every relationship they ever have for the rest of their life, regardless of what new experiences yeah. they may have or what new information they may gain. That core element, like one of the most important words in the human language, is going to stay with them. That definition that you created for them by your actions, not, the way, not what you said, but by your actions in the first couple of years of their life is the most important shit that'll ever happen in their life, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I no, actually no pressure, I had though. a... Uh, no pressure. Right, yeah. No, no, it's <laughs> like, yeah, right. It's only, yeah. Um, I, you know, I was uh, I was reading some books about love in the last year, and I, I read this book. I think his name is Gary John Bishop. He writes these books like make shit ha- or um I, it, anyways he's got a book it's called love unfucked i think mm-hmm. and, it, and it, it was yeah really he's, cool he's he the says, subtle like, art of not our subtle art of not giving a fuck unfuck yourself all those no books, that's right? matt morris or something like that this guy gary john it's either gary john bishop or john gary bishop um but it's called like um unfuck yourself yeah yeah, yeah that's it and yeah. the, anyways the book is called love unfucked and he, he, I literally never considered this or so. I thought it was really cool. He was saying like, love, you know, we all think, you know, we all think love is something you get. Mm. Love is something you receive, but like real, like mature adult love, it just comes from the perspective of like, it's what you give, mm. like you give love. And like, to what you're saying, there's like, I, like, I do tell my kids, I love them that like every night before bed, or just maybe like here or there randomly throughout the day. And, um, that's kind of my just like I just want them to know like that mm-hmm. I do love and care about them. But then like you know like showing them, showing them love and and kind of what you're saying like that definition is like, am I giving the love? Mm-hmm. Like when they're when they're when they're being annoying, when they do something wrong, when they piss me off, when they when I'm trying to teach them, am I being nice and patient and calm, or am I you know am, as all I'm doing is being saying like no 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 and punishing mm-hmm. them or or something like that? I'm I'm really the you know i'm really careful not to um uh be one of those parents who's who who only steps in to say no 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 don't do this don't do this don't do this i see i see that's like a lot you know Mm. and i you know kind of like when i was reading the 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 principles of this show or it's kind of like the personal responsibility thing I i feel like like people you know I don't, I'm so busy trying to live a good life that I don't fucking bother anybody else about living theirs. You know, mm. it's like, and so it, it kind of makes things a little bit easier in that sense. Or like, you're more empathetic and understanding. It's like, mm. okay, I'm trying to, I'm trying to live a good life. I'm trying to be a, a good person. I'm trying to figure out like how to be the best at being me. And I'm confronted with all these challenges and like i'm a strong person but mm. i can be really fucking weak and, and out of control and i don't understand that and so it's like man if i'm having this this trouble like i should be nice to other people and understand that like, this shit is hard and we're all just doing our best you know so and that kind of comes into um um you know how i how i sort of am as a dad and mm. uh um things i can teach the the boys later on yeah it's funny when you try hard and care, it's not like when you try to be happy, it's not, it's not an easy life, <laughs> you know, but, but, um, you but know, that, that's kind of those, about managing like, expectations though. Right. Why would it be easy? Like yeah. life has never been easy. Why would it be easy? Yeah. Well, if we're going to talk, um, 
and I, that's one of the things that sort of frustrates me about people who mm. um, talk a lot about politics and, and America. And they're like, oh, America should be this. People should do this. This is so easy. Why can't everybody just be this way or something mm. like that? You know, like it's so easy to fucking do that. And it's a mistake because if all of us are being honest, we are not as good as we want to be at our own fucking lives. Mm. But like, I mean, then there are, you know, um, and, and I sort of have, I have a good understanding of, of who I am, what I enjoy and how that can benefit other people. And so I'm kind of in like the fitness realm, you know, like I, I, I like like mental and physical health and development and shit like that. And, and, you know, sometimes I'm like, well, why doesn't everybody care more about that? But everybody mm. has their roles, you know, and I think you have this role and this is mm. like your, like your good. Or, I, I don't, sometimes I'm like, man, how does Dan care about these big topics so much? It's like, well, somebody fucking has to, <laughs> you know, because otherwise we're just all going to get fucking wrecked by the pieces of shit, the curveball. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's uh, so, I mean, to the, to the kid thing and the love thing that you mentioned before, I was thinking about it. Maybe it makes sense. Like we, we get into the hat and I'm going to talk about habits because I think it, the, the first principle you chose is mostly about habit. Uh, but maybe it's, maybe it's about changing our habits from just having the four or five organic times a day that we tell our kids we love them, right? Like morning at night when they leave for school, whatever it is, yeah. right? Maybe it makes sense to tell your kids you love them uh, when you're helping them with something. Like, I love you. I'm going to yeah. help you with this. Like, associate those mm-hmm. words with the actual action at the earliest possible opportunity when you protect them from something. When, but even when you're correcting them, like, hey, what you're doing is wrong. Here's why. And I, I'm telling you this because I love you, right? Like it's it may mm-hmm. seem it may seem kind of pedantic and heavy like ham handed yeah. to do it that way, but kids aren't stupid. You know what I mean? They if you if you yeah. tell them things that make sense, they will learn those things and they will apply them to their lives. It's that's how it works. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So the the primary principle you chose the first one anyways was I will do something every day to help my country. My countrymen are all men. Um. What is that? What is that? What stood out to you about that? Um, well, let me see what it's like. I, I, I think in, in a good way, not a superficial, uh, I do get a lot of like personal satisfaction from being of service to other people. I want to be helpful to people. I want to, or just cause like I have, I, and that's not, or it's nice. It's nice to be nice. It's nice to, I want, I, you know, like for the fucking asshole that I can be like, I so badly just want people to be fucking happy. Mm. And, you know, and so it's, it's something like that. But, um, and you know, like we joined, like we were in the fucking military that's serving our country, serving the people we have to find reasons, you know, um, I didn't join the military out of, uh, honestly, like I wasn't like a patriotic person. Mm. I, I'm not even still to this day, like super big on nationalism. Like I love, I love my country and I will fucking defend and protect it, but I'm also like kind of a fucking humanist and Mm. globalist, you know, and I, you know, (laughs) so, um, but, uh, but so, you know, you have to, when you're, you know, over there in Iraq, you have to 
figure out why you're fucking there doing that thing. You yeah. know, and it's like, well, okay, it's not it's not so much for my country. It's just like one, it's for, you know, the other people that are there. Yeah. I'm an, like I kind of said, like I'm an able, willing body. I'll go join them. And then it's also so like so other people don't fucking have to because somebody fucking has to do this shit. Mm. We all fucking think we all like. Sure, it's kind of fun, and like some people are, you know, I was. I certainly like enjoyed the life of a soldier, but mm. I could do without war existing, but you know, like it's part of human nature, right? Like mm. somebody has to do it, but it's just, and you know, it's, and it's just like, well, so somebody else doesn't fucking have to, I, I don't know. Like I have this like innate fucking ability or desire to sacrifice a little bit of mm. my self or happiness to make, um, to, to, to make other people. I, I, I enjoy that in one and but at the same time i fucking struggle with it you know because i uh i'm 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 often like uh well who the fuck am i who like who like what do i do what do i know how could i be of benefit to somebody else like is that just my fucking ego talking and that's sort of my conflict you know but um but uh you know we got to do something with our lives and, um, you know, in that statement, it was like, I like how you break it down where it's not just about your country, countrymen, or it's just all fucking people. Mm. Right. You know? And then, and then in that statement, sometimes to me, like, sometimes like in the way my life has sort of become, like I am sort of in somewhat of a leadership position like i have you know like i offer up myself mm-hmm. my life my experiences to other people um and i put myself out there and for one reason or the other some people do look up to me or look to me for guidance or something like that um and it's not always about me telling someone what to do to 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 help them out sometimes it means me confronting my own demons and challenges mm. and maybe just you know letting a motherfucker see that sometimes i can't you know like when it comes to serving others part of that is fucking serving yourself Mm. you know so it's like i can't you know it's like i and i like i like how you're you 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 bring up habits and stuff like that like the last couple of years i i feel i'm kind of having like my the best years of my life Mm. right now personally and i have these like daily habits where it's kind of like for good reasons so like the work is good for the work itself you know not the outcome but it's like you know like nutrition is good spending mm-hmm. time outside hydration healthier sleep practices i meditate daily i exercise and these things aren't like i mean i take the fitness i take it to another extreme as like a professional athlete um but just like an hour 60 to 90 minutes a day of working on yourself is part of you know and we all know this we've heard the things like you can't pour from an empty glass or something like that, you know, but yeah, you know, it's like, if I like working on my own life and following my own pursuits and it's like, okay, well, the, the, you know, part of one of the three questions or the three questions are like, who am I? What do I want to do? How does it benefit other people? Mm. You know, like those are, those are the three questions. How does it benefit? Cause like, that's, that's where you marry like passion and purpose in your life. Who am I? What do I, what do I, want to do how does it benefit other people you know so um yeah i just i i'm not one to just sit completely idly by but mm. you know like I, I had to i had to pick my own path and 
that like I could get on and like I could I could just I could be as talkative about the hot topic of the day just like everybody else, you know. But I've sort of picked and chosen this one. It's like I'm gonna try to like stay in my lane for mostly my fucking mental health. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like I'm because like if I focus like if I focus on the world at large, I easily get overwhelmed and angry and you know, that kind of like that starts ruining my day. And I don't want that for my life. So like, just like everything, you know, coming into this, uh, you know, this is a a silly analogy, but uh, you know, I was thinking, you know, coming into doing this show, I was like, me and you are very similar, but also different. Like we've chosen different paths Mm. a little bit, you know, but I was, um, I was walking around my neighborhood today and people are building houses. And I was like, it'd be easy for me to look and I don't, but it would be easy for me to look down on you for what you do and easy for you to look down Mm. on me for what I do, because you don't do what I do and I don't do what you do. You Mm. know what I mean? But like these motherfuckers out there building the houses first, the fucking cement people come in and then the fucking framers come in and then the window guys come in and then the electricians come in and everybody has their fucking role. And then you get this nice ass, strong, sturdy, safe fucking house. And, and you can't, you can't, you know, you can't have the frame without the fucking cement, you can't have the fucking windows without the frame, things like that, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, you know, I need, as if we're in this together as a country, like we need people like you, we need people like me, we need other people like that, you know? Um, and, and, and some people will, or, I don't know, me and you just aren't the kind of, people to sit idly by entirely (laughs) but 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 picking picking your path um is is important and tricky you know because you could you always just be like fuck it and then peace out and go live by yourself and be of no good to fucking anyone all right we got a couple ads that uh keep the show on the air first and foremost as always is ghostbed ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros uh they get the best mattresses in the world you all know it you all know it. Everybody knows it. Forty uh, percent off is about the best deal you're ever going to get on something that's a high, a high price, high quality item like this. And you can get forty percent off Ghostbed bundles, where you get one of their five mattresses, all cooling, by the way, and an adjustable base. Uh, and then anything else you add to that order is going to be forty percent off as well. For everything else, sheets, pillows, the mattress itself, the adjustable base itself, weighted blankets, mattress protectors, so on and so forth. You'll get 30% off if you use the code DRINKINGBROS at ghostbed.com forward slash DRINKINGBROS. Not only do they have the best beds and uh, pillows, products in general at the best prices, they also have a zero down, zero percent financing plan for up to 60 months, six zero. That's five years, folks. You can get a mattress for about 25 bucks a month. You can get an entire bedroom suite for 30 35 bucks a month. It's the best deal you're ever going to find. And the products are great. Everybody here has got ghost beds in their homes uh, because they're the best. Uh, next up, we've got a new one. It's uh, Fume. F-U-M. Whether you are a smoker or an ex-smoker who still struggles with cravings, Fume is the perfect tool for you. Head to breathefume.com. That's B-R-E-A-T-H-E, Fume, F-U-M. Dot com slash citizen use the promo code citizen to save 10% off of your entire order um 
you know, a lot of people are, a lot of people struggle to stop smoking. Uh, it sucks. Um, but nobody wants to walk around smelling like that. And to be honest, it's not very good for you. Um, you know, this is one of those tools that allows you to put that behind you uh, while still solving the uh, cravings that you have, right? So that's what you got. That's why you got to check out Fumes. I really enjoy this product. What makes it unique is that it's a natural inhaler designed for better, safer, and uh, a more natural way to quit smoking. Uh, it's no smoke, no vape, no nicotine replacement for the hand to mouth habit of smoking. Uh, They've handcrafted these wooden inhalers. Uh, they use cores infused with plant oils uh, studied to curb cravings. Uh, they have flavors like peppermint and uh, conquer with many notes and stim- uh, to stimulate menthol cigarettes. Um, other flavors like cozy chai, lemon berry bliss for a sweeter experience if you've gotten used to that from some other uh, products that you would like to stop as well. And all of their flavors are hundred percent natural. There's no harmful chemicals, no artificial flavors, none of that, you know, popcorn lung nonsense, absolutely no nicotine as well. Uh, they've got thousands of reviews. You're welcome to go check them out. Uh, but you know, quitting can be tough. Fume can really help. There's thousands of five-star reviews. You can go see uh, piece, people, uh, detailing their personal experiences. Uh, so, you know, that it's a great product. Um, you know, I, it, it's people who fly a lot, right? People who, uh, like you're still able to use this indoors. There's no, no, nobody's going to, there's no, there's no exhalant, I guess, for lack of a better phrase. So whether you're a smoker or ex-smoker who still struggles with cravings, fume is the perfect tool for you. Head to breathefume.com slash citizen. That's B-R-E-A-T-H-E. FUM.com slash citizen. Use the promo code citizen to save 10% off your entire order. That's 10% off of your entire order when you use breathefume.com slash citizen and use the code citizen. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I, I think that's, uh, it's happening a lot more now. It's easy. So, a, a couple of things. One, the, the more problematic or corrupt something becomes, and then the, the larger it becomes on, uh, at scale, the more difficult it becomes to both conceptualize what's happening and also react to it in a way that's positive, right? So I think a lot of people uh, uh, choose to just tune it out and become cynical, and, and cynicism ultimately leads to nihilism, right? And it's not that, yeah, that, that's not you're not helping anybody, but especially not yourself, right? Because you've now lost any right. value in your life whatsoever if you've done that. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why I talk about habits a lot, like. It comes in a lot of different forms. Obviously, you know, the way we run, well, the way we used to run military boot camps and the way we used to train privates when they first got to their units, there's a reason for it. It's not, we didn't just make it up because it's funny to smoke people or, or make people do push-ups and shit like that or whatever to harass people. It, it is very, very effective as a means of drilling habits that will last you for the rest of your life into your head. And, and it, this is not... Mm-hmm. This is a this a somewhat impressionable seventeen to nineteen year old mind on on average, but not like a three or four or five year old, right? Like it's not that impressionable. You yeah. really have to drill into some of these people to get them to change their habits. And some people it never works, but yeah, the process is very effective. It's why Andy, um, like some people might see his 
the whole dress right dress requirements at the first form gym there in St. Louis. I was like, oh, whatever, mm-hmm. man. Why don't you just hire somebody for that? Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, pr- I promise you, if you're out there and you can hear my voice, I promise you that Andy can definitely afford to hire somebody to do that. He's not hurting. First form is not hurting for money in any way. They're, they don't ha- not have a janitor yeah. because they can't afford one. They do it to make a fucking point. Mm-hmm. And the point is, is that you're not better than anybody else. And, uh, and you can clean up after yourself. And it's everybody's responsibility to do that. You know what I mean? I think that's a really good yeah. habit to build. I mean, it's, it's a very important thing to get going in your life. Um, and that's, that's an obvious way, right? The military or, or somebody that, that runs something so, somewhat paramilitary like Andy does with that particular scenario. That's a very obvious way. But I think there's, I think people struggle. <sighs> Since I've released these lists over the last like year or so, one of the questions I most frequently get is about this principle specifically because people ask, well, how do I even like, what, what can I actually do to help somebody? Or can I really help somebody every day? I'm like, yeah, dude, mm-hmm. absolutely. You can, uh, the first thing you can do, like, it's, it's super easy. Like the first thing you can do is be on the lookout for people to help and positive things to do. If you remember, uh, Mr. Rogers had that quote about his mom always told him in a time of emergency to look for helpers. There will always be helpers around, right? That is the person that you should strive to be as a human being. Like above all else, yeah. no matter what else is influencing your life, whether you're uh, whether you're religious or uh, in the military, some kind of leader, a first responder, whether you're a parent, whether you're a manager at work, whether you're just a 13 year old child that it's a nobody in your school right now, and you're gonna hear me talking, you should be a helper first and foremost. That should yeah. be the the most important thing in your life because it it it, it influences everything else you do, right? If you set that Here's as your standard. That. I have a, you know, when it, if, if, if people don't have to take on big roles where they're leading fucking 10, 50, 100 mm-hmm. fucking people or like where they don't have to develop a career. Like, here's how you can, in a really, I, I, and it's not, it's not artificial. It's not, I don't know. I do this weird, like, I compliment people, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, and especially if I see somebody like, and, and just randomly, you know, I, I tell people, I'm like, Hey man, you're like, you're like, you're looking really good. I like, I like this. I like that. You did a good job there. And it's just like quick and passing and it's genuine and a really weird thing twice in the last couple months, I just fucking was being myself and just said something nice to a person in passing. Mm. And then, you know, a week or so later, it, that, it, that experience for them pops up on social media and they're talking about it. And they're like, like like it this seems so stupid but it fucking brightened the fuck out of my day like you don't always have to change somebody's life Mm. but fuck you know it is easy to make one person smile every day and it's so simple and you know i like um that mr rogers quote and i like uh what is it like fucking kanye west who says like Nobody gets the flowers while you can still smell them. Yeah. Like, you know, we, we don't fucking, we, we are, I, I don't know about her for me. Like it, it seems like we don't often just say nice things to people, mm. you know, like little, you know, oh, it's like, or, you know, like you start this show and I'm like, man, like, this is a great concept and, and I'm sure you're passionate about it. And, um, 
when I saw it pop up on Instagram, like things like that, like, this is a great idea. Yeah. Like, good luck in this endeavor, you know, just little things like that. That's how you can fucking be of service to people. But, you know, like, you know, and it, and it seems so silly, um, but it does have an, an, an influence, like the right words by the right person or even a random person at any time, you know, it's just, a, you know, it's like, how do you serve people? Like be a, you know, try hard at um, your own life. And, you know, just fucking be nice, mm. <laughs> you know? And, yeah. I mean, it's, and, 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 and it's in easy. My, in my path. Yeah. You know, so that's, that's kind of like, sometimes I'm like, well, I don't serve my country. All I do is just health and fitness stuff. It's like, well, that's not true at all. If, if, if like you're exercise, if you're healthier and happier, you're going to be, you know, more empathetic, more productive, mm. more compassionate, more driven. Um, and you're going to have the fucking energy to be good at all those yeah. things, you know? So in like kind of my weird roundabout way, I still care. I'm still serving mm. and trying. And it seems like I only care about, I don't give a fuck about abs, you know, it's like, I, you know, it's like healthier equals happier, more mm. productive, um, for you. And then that spills out into the people. Yeah. It's definitely contagious. So people are like, well, how do I, yeah. How do I serve? how do I serve others? Well, if you don't know, start by fucking serving yourself. Mm. And you know, it's like, say like, just take an example like someone's fucking 250 pounds and they just, you know, that's like, well, uh, you know, they just work a dead end job. You're like, well, I, I'm not any use to anybody. It's like, okay, take on your own life, mm. get health, you know, get a little bit healthier. If you fucking lose and not, I'm not saying you fucking have to, but like, say you lose 50 to 75 pounds. People see that. Mm. And you'll be like, what'd you do? Because mm. a lot of people have that, you know, like, how are you getting healthier? You seem, you know, more energetic, happier. Like, what are you doing? Like, somebody's going to fucking ask you. Yeah. And then just like your fucking well analogy. Well, now you have somebody who was in that well and somebody fucking, you know, or like you hop down in that well with that motherfucker. And it's like, here's how I got out. Yeah. I mean, the str- I that, think the biggest, you know? <laughs> the biggest impediment, and you know this more than anybody probably because uh, or, or, or people who do what you do probably know it better than anybody, because I think it's truer in physical fitness than any other realm of American life. And it's that, uh, the biggest impediment to, to reclaiming your health is that people have no idea where to start. Like they just don't know yeah. they're searching Google for like, what's 10 exercises I can do in the 45 minutes. I have it like free a day to improve my life somehow. It's, it's just, it's a, a, a total struggle for these people. And they just don't know what to do. But yeah. if you're like, like you said, if you take charge of your own life and improve like that, then you've not only done a service to yourself, but you've done a service to anybody around you who didn't know what to, what next step to take. And that's a big thing for people. You can change somebody's yeah. life by changing your own. Yeah, seriously, because yeah, absolutely. And if you can be the one motherfucker in your social circle that doesn't quit, you know, like a thing, cause it's, 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 you know, just, you know, everybody wants in, in some ways there, there are like human universals. Like we all want some of the same things, you know, yeah, like, like Maslow's want, hierarchy of needs. Yeah. Yeah. And if you just start working on those, like mm. people, people see that. So it's in, in, you know, in a room, one of the points of like, 
So we're telling people to like work on themselves, like spend an hour a day, 60 to 90 minutes a day where you, you know, like fucking read, think, meditate, quiet, like work on yourself. Mm. One of the biggest, most common things I think people are going to run into is, is people in their lives, like spouses or family members that have given up Mm. temporarily or forever. Then they're going to tell you you're being selfish. Like that, you know, and like that really fucks you. Like that's like, that's happened to me and it really fucks me up. It's like, you're being fucking selfish. Cause you're, you know, cause you're at the gym. Cause you're reading. It's like, well, you know, it's like, fuck. Yeah. I do spend a lot of time on me, man. Am I like just a selfish, scared, insecure piece of shit? Am I trying to fix myself? And then it's like, no, like this is the most unselfish. Like it is really like working on yourself is one of the most unselfish things you can do because everybody wants to fucking do it, but it's hard and it's scary, you know? (laughs) So if you can be the one to fucking just break through that wall and then take a few motherfuckers with you, that's a good thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. In my opinion. Yeah, no, it's definitely is. And it's, uh, you know, that, that kind of stuff is contagious. Um, it, it starts small and gets bigger. Um, as things goes on and, and, and I like to say that, uh, you know, you, you can control your attitude and your effort and nothing more, you know what I mean? You can't control yeah. outcomes of things. It just, that's an unrealistic expectation to have in life. Now we want to, right. Yeah. But the, if, if you allow your desire to control outcomes, to outweigh your attitude and effort, then you become authoritarian by nature. It's the only way to solve that problem, right? It's the same from governments yeah. all the way down to personal relationships. It will be the same every single time. Now, the other part of that is like what you were talking about before, just general empathy. Uh, We're going to run into a lot of problems when you try to uh, do self-improvement stuff because, you know, there there is a not people who have given up want you like misery loves company, right? They want you to give up with them because they, one, they want the company, but two, they want it to be okay that they've given up. They don't want to be challenged on the fact that they've given up. Um, right. That's one side. And it reminds me of this quote, uh, from one of my, definitely my favorite ever fiction book, speaker for the dead. And, uh, it's two people talking about this, uh, young woman who has like a heart of stone, right? She's super, uh, I think she's a religious fundamentalist. And one, one person says, you know, that they're going to try to reach out to him. And the other person says, well, I'd be glad for you to try, but believe me, touching her heart is like bathing in ice. You know what I mean? And (laughs) the other person, the one that wants to talk to her says, yeah, I imagine it feels like bathing in ice to the person touching her, but how does it feel to her? Yeah. Like as cold as she is, it must feel like walking on the sun. Yeah. Right. So it's, it kind of goes back to the thing you said where, and it's a common refrain these days. It's like, you don't know what somebody's going through. Like you don't know what their struggle is, but you can be right. damn sure if you're struggling with something, it's, they're probably struggling with something as well. And this is one of the things, yeah. I actually had a conversation about that this morning with somebody who was talking about their kids. Um, actually, Jared's mom was talking about his mm-hmm. niece or his two nephews, right? Somebody in their neighborhood was getting picked on and his mom was like, uh-uh, dude, we don't do that. But she didn't stop at stopping the bully she explained to her sons why it was wrong and why they should have stepped in and stopped it as well. Um, now, I would, mm-hmm. I would take it even a step further, and I've been seeing this a lot lately. Um, I think the 
like you stop the bullying, you teach the 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 people who are in the right, I guess, for lack of a better phrase, uh, you know, so, some lessons in that. But then you got to go back to the bully at some point and be like, "Hey, man, what's up? Like, why are you doing this?" It, it, it's because yeah. because nobody That's, does, dude. I have learned, I have learned that about people, like mm-hmm. when um when um say when i've hurt people or people have hurt me and it seems like malicious or someone seems mean like not always but typically it's coming from a place of pain or sadness <laughs> you know like and that's not a fucking that's not that you know that's a dangerous like that's true i think that's very true for mm-hmm. a lot of you know when people are being mean or cold like typically like it comes out like anger typically comes from a fucking you know, pain or sadness. Mm. That's, that's, that's not a, that's not a get out of jail free card. No, no, it doesn't excuse the behavior. My fault because this like, yeah, like I want to be different, but I was hurt, you know, 12 years ago. It was like, no, it was like, okay. But, but it, it, it does give us a reason to like that. Like at least a, like approach a motherfucker. And, and it is like, and you know, sometimes like lots of times sadly those are losing battles you know it can <laughs> but, be yeah you know, for sure but, but i but i do like i do I, I i do like that so that was i like that you're you know the three things and someone's bullying but i and i was thinking i in my head i thought you were gonna say you know you go to the kid that was picked on and teach that motherfucker why that bully's opinions don't fucking matter and don't let it wreck your shit or self-image or something sure. like that yeah know? that's part of it i i didn't say that mm-hmm. but that's part of the mm-hmm. the second step is to like talk to the kid getting yeah. bullying bullied or the kids getting bullied and be like uh you know mm-hmm. this this explain why it's happening like you don't have to i don't think it's useful to say hey yeah. little johnny is an asshole and sometimes you're just going to run yeah. into assholes in life now that might be true right but that's not the lesson that you want to teach the kid the kid will figure that part out on their own the lesson you want to teach the kid is there's a reason for this behavior. And if you can figure out what it is, you can help both of you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, not, not just both of you. Like one of the things I like to say is that if you can turn your pain into empathy for other people, you could save two lives, yours and theirs. Yeah. And cause they're know, fucking going through it too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's so that's, to be yeah. honest, I don't care how that's good. And that takes, that takes a lot of, that takes a lot of, self growth and personal yeah. development to get to that fucking point where you where not you know, not only you have to learn it but then you have to believe it and then you have to fucking do it yeah you know so it's like you don't just like wake up one day and and have this like and people can hear us talking about it and maybe it's like at best we can hope for is it plants a seed you know and but yeah you're absolutely right um uh and i was i just started um, going through these books on audio on my walks i they're fucking great it's called the the war of art or something the guy who wrote gates of fire mm, pressfield yeah. steven steven pressfield yeah anyway he was kind of talk like just about what you're talking about with the bully he was talking about so he's talking about like uh the difficulties in in you know like uh, challenges of being an artist or an entrepreneur or something like that you know and and how people fucking give up and quit and that that's a slippery slope because it can turn you into like just a complete miserable mean piece of shit and he t- said today he was like fucking adolf hitler wanted to be an artist when he was 17 18 years old he, he took all his money and he moved mm-hmm. to vienna and he went to art school and he wanted to be an artist and he uh i mean that's what he wanted to do um and he fucking fouled at that and then he said this thing he was like 
He's like, think about that. It was easier for Hitler to start a world war than it was for him to, you know, um, get over you know, failing, follow, follow through with this passion yeah, yeah, and yeah. pursuit of being an artist. Yeah. I'm like, God damn. So it's like, yeah. And so like the bully, like, you know, like some, you know, fucking, yeah. First off, be like, slap a motherfucker, be like, not okay. But what's yeah. going on, man? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it seems like a strange, uh, approach or dichotomy, but I've used it many, many times in my life without really, yeah. like it, at the time, I guess I didn't really know how to articulate it. Like I, I, like you didn't have a good relationship with my dad, but mine was kind of abusive. So, um, I had that same rage, but it didn't manifest itself in the same way. Like I just, I, I didn't feel compelled to bully other people. I just kind of sat with it. You know what I mean? But I could see it. Yeah. Like when, when I did see bullies, I could see that shit. Like it, I felt it. I knew exactly yeah. what was going on with those guys. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, yeah. I, it, you can't always insert yourself into these situations. Uh, but, you know, yeah. and, and especially if you're a young kid listening to this, if you're like in middle school or high school or something, it isn't always like if somebody's getting physically assaulted, yeah, you should probably do something about that. But if you insert yourself, yeah into a situation where it hasn't risen to that level yet, it can become problematic sometimes. Might it might be best to to grab a teacher or something like that. But nothing's stopping you from going up to those both of those kids individually later and and doing what mm-hmm. we what we've told you to do here. And you might ask, like, why? What's the point of doing any of this? Isn't it easier just to mind your business, take care of your family, ignore everything else, ignore all the politics and the government and all this stuff. Um the answer is because it's not about you. You know what I mean? If, if you spend your time, like we talk yeah. about self-improvement, and that's an important part because what you're, do- you're doing is you're building uh, a machine that is designed to help other people. That's why human beings have naturally formed communities yeah. for like thousands, hundreds of thousands of years now. 200,000 years we've been forming communities um, for that very reason because we, we feel the impetus to do so because it's efficient and it makes sense. So all this, uh, I understand that you're, that the, a lot of problems seem like they're too big to solve. Like you're not going to solve unless you're, unless you develop some like new kind of food technology or something like that, you're not going to solve hunger. You know what I mean? Uh, you're not going to solve poverty or yeah. pain or any other like tragedy that is intrinsic to life because those things have happened in every generation always. Um, but that's kind of the, that's kind of the beauty of all this, the beauty of communities working together at the lowest possible level. Um, like all the, all the luxuries that we enjoy, like warmth and, and food and water and safety, they're all because of our collective strength. That's why they happen. So does, if you're, if you just think about that in a linear logical way, how could any of that be possible if everybody doesn't pull their own weight and more, right? So I tell people like you should focus on yeah. you know, make it 40% about you and 60% about not you. If you if you were dividing up your time spent, that's probably a good way to think about it. Um now, yeah. It's it's not that much different than eating healthy and working out. Delayed gratification makes you not only like physically and mentally healthier, but it also um, makes you more disciplined and it makes the people yeah. around you inspired to do all three of those things, you know, which would, which will mm-hmm. dramatically improve 
uh, their lives as well. Um, I don't like people getting in the trap of like, here's a, and the reason I made this list is because I want people to think about it, you know, not because I, I want you to go down the list once a day and, and, and check everything off and make sure you've done that. But maybe, you know, if, if something in particular is speaking to you on that day, you know, do something, make a plan. It, it's, if you don't, if you yeah, plan to do nothing, you will do nothing. You're, you, this is, you, and this is your, um, this, you're talking about your, your, the, the list of, uh, yeah, yeah. the priorities. Yeah. What did you principles? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. You know, what's great about that is the, the principles. Yeah. You know what, at least at, at, what it, what it, what it, at least is great about that list is it's like you read through it and then you fucking like, just in case you forget, cause we all forget sometimes mm. you realize you're not alone in the world and you're not like this, like we're in this together. Mm. It's like, Oh wait, shit. Yeah. Fuck. I am not, it's not just like, it's not just about me. I'm part of a team here. I'm part of a fucking country. I'm part of a, a, a species where you can like stop at country or something like that, you know? And it, um, and like, I think it will, I, it just, that it's a cool list to go through. And then you're like, okay, wait, shit, I'm not alone in this. I do have, you know, not like us. I don't know if like responsibility or duty is a strong word because nobody certainly has to do anything ever, but might as well fucking go ahead and try to, you know, improve your life and the, and the lives of the people around you. Mm -hmm. So I, I, yeah, I think that's a great, uh, like what you said, like, you know, these aren't the fucking 10 commandments where we're going to go to hell if we didn't uh, serve our country that day or something like that, you know, but uh, it's a good list um, to, to at least uh, inspire that kind of thought and maybe like push somebody to the, I don't know, to being a little bit more altruistic that day, Mm -hmm. which would be nice, you know, a little bit more compassionate. Well, the reason, the reason I (laughs) chose towards the people. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, I was going to say maybe more compassionate, especially towards the people that hurt us Yeah, because it's easy to be compassionate to people that are nice to us. Um, it, but it's different, just like, you know, I really loved what you said about, you know, talking to the bully. Cause mm-hmm. you know what that is, you know, um, we, you know, a lot of a source of a lot of unhappiness is people's arguing on the internet about politics and things like that. And you got these fired up motherfuckers saying this like nasty shit. And just like the bully type thing, like they're unhappy about something. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> and, it, and it is just like, everybody's like this and this and this and this It's like, neither one of you are taking care of your shit. And that's why you're here today. And both of you, you know, like, instead of improving your lives, you're just making yourselves mad mm-hmm. and knock that shit off. Go to the gym. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like, well, I mean, like, if let it's, me, let me tell you, if you were, if, if you were busy on your own life and the fucking like, you know, like actually had like a good understanding of how difficult that is and how mm-hmm. you can benefit other people, you wouldn't have time for that fucking shit. Yeah. And you would be just like above it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you, if it's easier to start a world war than it is to, you know, follow through on your art career or deal with the failure of it, then it's probably <laughs> got to be easier to talk shit on Twitter than it is to improve your own life. Right. Um, to, yeah, to your other right, point, yeah. like the reason I and like the the sad part of that. Oh. No, go ahead. Oh, the, the the saddest part about that is like when you know when somebody when somebody's like fucking attacking somebody on social media, 
the saddest part isn't that this person's getting hurt. It's like that this person is fucking hurting themselves and they don't even know it, mm. you know, like they, you know, it's like, dude, you are literally, you are in the moment doing yourself a disservice. Mm. Okay. Like stop. Like, yes, other people are wrong. Like some people are fucking shitty and, and we all do stupid things. Like we're not letting people off the hook here, but you know, I've, I've never been super confrontational myself because it's like, unless we're about to fight, I'm not going to sit here and like be petty and argue with you. Mm. Okay. Like if we're going to fight. Let me know. Cause I'll fucking throw down. All right. Yeah, yeah. Like when it's time to protect and defend it's time. You know? <laughs> but yeah, that was, um, that was, uh, if I could get, if I could get some people to stop doing one thing, it would be ruining their own lives by arguing with other people. Right. Um, <laughs> cause they're hurting themselves, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, uh, so I'll, I'll get into that now. So, uh, the reason I chose citizen for the name of the show is because, uh, I, I think that being the, like, we can't, I know we're not going to vote our ways out of the problems that we've created for ourselves. Um, as a matter of fact, and I, and I'm emphatic about the fact that we, yeah, there's plenty of, of incompetence and sometimes just outright evil in politics and government. There's no question about that. Um, but it only exists because we've allowed it to exist. You know what I mean? And I don't think voting for like, what better leaders are we supposed to vote for? that are going to change this. I don't, I think that's a, a ridiculous proposition to be honest. Uh, and I, you know, right. I spent a long time, I spent the last year thinking about that. Cause that's kind of where American party came from. Like, how do we fix this stuff? And the only thing at the end of the day that made sense to me is that if you can get the most amount of people to be the best citizens possible, then, then things start to change. Yeah. You know what I mean? And my favorite definition of the word citizen. So that's funny. You like, you found your answer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, my, my favorite definition of the word citizen is a legally recognized member of a state with associated rights and obligations every single definition that i yeah. found including cornell law and a couple of other ones um define the word citizen as somebody having rights and responsibilities or rights and obligations two things not just rights because yeah. we sit around talking about our rights a lot um that's that's primarily what we talk about we're offended we're, we're oppressed our my rights my rights my rights um yeah and that's that it's sure you're certainly uh, uh, correct about that to some degree. Yeah. But what about the other thing? What about the obligation? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like obligation. No, it's like a citizen is an active role. Yes. You know, it's yeah, like yeah. an active thing that requires daily work on your part. That's mm. yeah. Well, that's, that's really cool. I like that word. It's a powerful word then. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's, that's, yeah, that's yeah. why I chose it. The, I think the, the rights and responsibilities uh, or rights and obligations of a citizen are similar to uh, preparation and execution. You know what I mean? So the, the obligations are the preparation and the execution are the rights in, in my mind. Like if you don't do the obligations, what makes you think you're entitled to the rights, right? Like in no other place yeah. in your life ever from birth until, the, until death should you expect to, to be rewarded with something that you didn't work for. And we now yeah. as a culture in the West... I can't speak for all Western countries, but definitely in America, uh, to a large degree, we expect to have the benefits of the things that our forefathers described and fought for. But what, like we, we are going to stop yeah. having conversations and fighting for it, and we expect it to persist. It doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, it's weird how much. Um, I mean, it's it sort of seems like we've just accepted. Like, I like so you started the American Party podcast, and like you said, you had this question, like, how do we fix this? And then, like, going through that, it seems like you got to this answer where it's like, oh shit, the fucking citizen, you know? And it's like it, it just, and it's kind of funny because like the way country was founded it was about the people right it's like fuck government mm. we the people are gonna fucking we're gonna do good like we're you know like we're gonna work hard we're gonna do good but now it seems like yes in large we have given or it's the government is <laughs> like it's like we expect shit for like mm. it's like a lot of people expect shit from their government and it, and then it, it lets them off the hook of of dealing with their own life because dealing with your own life is fucking hard. It is mm-hmm. hard work, you know. But like, yeah. But then you you know, it's like wait, like yeah, being a citizen. What is okay? It's like yeah, I have these rights. My government's going to protect me and and allow me a path. But it's you know, like I have a duty and responsibility to be a good fucking citizen. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's hard work. But you know what? Like, that's a good life, man. Like the right kind of good hard work. It's that's I don't I don't I, 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 that's the only the only path I know that leads anywhere worthwhile. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. I, I've gone down some. I've gone down the wrong roads before. You yeah, know what I mean? Same, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I it's it, it's I, I I think not only is the outcome very effective and efficient. Like if you work hard to be the best citizen you can and challenge other people to do the same, that's going to uh, cascade throughout your community and then throughout your country. Uh, but the other part of that is, you know, where you're not just building a better country at that point, people who before had no purpose and had, they, they felt no value from uh, what it is. America is there's, there's large parts of the community that feel that way, right? Like, uh, rural coal miners whose jobs have been have just evaporated over the last 10 years or people uh black people in fucking inner cities who feel like the government's completely against them uh and, and they have no way to achieve upward mobility except for through some fucking nefarious activities those people now feel like they're mm-hmm. part of this goddamn country and all this stuff that we enjoy the mm-hmm. the freedom the liberty all this stuff it only exists if it exists for everybody. You know what I mean? Otherwise, we're just in a caste system with more yeah. steps. And and I that is unacceptable to me. Like I, that Yeah. I I don't know how anybody yeah. can sit around comfortable while your brothers are not. That's just not a thing we do. Like it, you you can imagine yourself like <laughs> it, it it's it's kind of the expectation, but I think it it gets into your brain too. Like if you're on a uh if you're cleaning up a, a gun range after picking up brass and stuff like that and all your other buddies are picking up brass and you're just standing there like that is not acceptable. And it's not just that they're going to talk shit to you, but you feel like a piece of shit and you should like, if you're standing around while other people are struggling, that that's not, that that's, that's not what it means to be uh, a citizen to me. Right. It's like for a long time in America, we didn't have professional police forces. We just had like sheriffs and we had deputy sheriffs and we had posses, right? Like if something got truly fucked up, that we would organize all the men of the town, like here's your badge and your gun, let's go take care of business. It was an expectation that mm-hmm. when the time came, you served your community. In whatever role that happened to be, whether it's on the fire brigade, like carrying buckets of water to the town hall that's burning down or whatever it is, right? Uh, uh, that's the expectation. Yeah. I think that's the thing that I'm most 
the thing I'm, I most want to do with this is empower people who are already thinking like this to, to do it, give them kind of a, a roadmap on how to do it, but also how to, you know, challenge other people to do the same thing. Because I really, yeah. I really do feel like this is our, our best and maybe last opportunity to turn things around before we're completely fucked in this country. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to say, let me, can I take a pee break super quick? Yeah, go ahead. All right. I'm back. Um, are we good to go? Like just still going. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Keep going. Was listening to what you said. And I, I, I like what you said about, um, <laughs> I mean, I, about equality and, and, and everybody should have the same fucking path and the same rights. And you know what? And with your goals in this podcast and things like that, I, you know, maybe where I, um, can provide something. Um, I, I am easily overwhelmed with like fucking, like, I don't understand. Like I fucking hate when people try to block somebody's fucking path, yeah. you know, yeah. like fucking racism, homophobia, xenophobia, whatever the fuck, you know, it's like, I fucking hate that. And I'm easily overwhelmed by it. Mm. And, um, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you, we're never gonna we're we're never gonna end racism. Mm. We're never gonna end homophobia, or uh, we're because ne- just like we're never gonna end, end war, or we're never gonna end like, and not saying we have to like, but like religion, God, mm. things like that. You know, like some things are just like kind of fucking human, and there's a lot of people on this planet. Some of them are gonna be pieces of shit, mm. you know. But um, and and so like being a good citizen is like 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 I was kind of saying about like my you know like how to build a house you know it's like i have so it's like i recognize that as a fucking problem like somebody has to combat racism i that that person isn't me Mm. you know somebody you know like not not in like a very active like i'm not going to devote eight hours of my fucking day to combating racism but i'm grateful for the person who does and they're necessary Mm. And the same thing with like, homo- like, like we all have, like, it's just such a thought, like, what is your fight or like, cause it, it, it kind of goes along with your interests, you know, like, who are you? What do you want? How does it benefit other people? Like some people are willing to take on that fight um, or, or w- whichever fight, if it's a good one, you know, and it like opens up that, you know, obstruction. It's like, so my, my, my chosen fight is I try to open, like unblock people's roads um but they're they're the ones blocking their own fucking road mm. you, know? <laughs> like, you know and so i uh that's that's tough to do though because when you look at like every fucking problem or you know i don't even want to use that words you know if we're talking about, about trying to make make this place a little bit better for everyone there's a lot of fucking little areas that need work and we can't do like one person can't do all of them all the time. And it's going to make you like overwhelmed and kind of shitty. It's like picking, picking, picking one, one path, one fight, you know, and, um, and then not criticizing the people who don't fucking pick your fight, but yeah. like appreciating them, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, you know, it's like when, you know, a couple of years ago, it's like, if you weren't actively anti-racist, you were the problem yeah. and it's like hey motherfucker like i appreciate some of you yeah. <laughs> you're like the real ones mm-hmm. you know what i mean <laughs> um don't fucking come at me because it's like being a good citizen means okay like 
I won't be, I won't block somebody else's path based on something fucking stupid. Like mm. that's, that's the active role I can take, you know, but when you were, um, I, I just thought of that, like, that was a, that was something I struggled with in life. And especially when I was in college, they really make you feel like it's your responsibility to take on everything and, you know, and like devote your life to it, but it's just too much, you know? Um, and I feel a lot better sticking, sticking, like staying in my lane and then appreciating and supporting when I can other lanes, like mm. here, me talking on this show with you, like, this is your lane. This is, you know, I bop in and, and contribute what I can. Plus it just like, fucking, you know, talking to you. I'm like, yeah, like Dan is an authority on this fucking subject. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, man. Um, yeah, no, I think this is, I think this is great. Uh, and a great, uh, uh, podcast concept for you and, and, and the people that listen to it. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, th this is what philosophy is really. It's, it's having conversations, yeah. asking questions, <laughs> making mistakes, you know, and then trying yeah. to get as much input as possible and then distill that into, you know, some kind of practical information lessons or uh, whether it's a parable, like the, the guy in the well kind of situation, whatever it is. Um, and getting the feedback from that and, you know, putting, putting stuff out into the real world, testing it and see if it actually works. Um, I've got, yeah. I've got a couple years of experience with that now. I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident in, in what we're doing here. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. You know, I, um, I got to get run into a massage, but like, go, like if, you know, it's like providing like action items or mm. a, a roadmap or something, not to fucking self promote. I don't care. But like, the things I talk about here and like the, when you talk about habits, mm. I have that, I, I did a write-up on my, my website. It's called the stupid rules and it's like six daily habits, you know, and all these things that I, that, that we talked about where, um, you know, like the personal development stuff, it's like six daily habits. I took like the six most important things I've learned and I do every mm. day that help me, you know, be, like this shit we're talking about and it's called the stupid rules. I think it's like five or $10 on derekwhite.com. That would be a good, if somebody's curious about how they start mm. like a good, like journey in like personal development or, um, you know, like, and it's, and it's physical and mental. It's like talk about medita meditation. Mm. I think stupid, stupid is actually an acronym and, and S is, <laughs> it's called the stupid rules. Cause S is slow down. Mm. And I talk about like meditation there where it's like active or passive meditation mm -hmm. or mindfulness. T is train your body. U is being like unapologetically you. And that's, that's just about like self-esteem and confidence, mm -hmm. but through labor, like earned confidence, yeah, you know, yeah. so you P P is protect your sleep. Like change, you know, like how do you get like better sleep habits? Cause that's super important mm -hmm. for balancing or just it's on a, you know, sleep is good. S U P I intentional eating, um, is I and D is discipline. So, and it's, it's, it's just really easy. And in there, I fucking have a bunch of follow on books and, you know, different programs, whether they're my own or someone else's. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to mention that just in case yeah, somebody sure. was, yeah. I was gonna, and wanted like action items. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was going to ask you about that. You've also got a private Facebook book group with 50 or 60,000 people in there. I think that you chat with from time to time. Uh, 
relatively. I, yeah, I, I was. You 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 don't really post as much on Instagram anymore, but Derek Whiteer is uh is a, is where you find it there. Yeah. What was the other thing you were going to say? Oh, um, I for my own, you know, my I don't I, I don't run that. I don't do the Facebook group thing anymore. Mm. It's all enough for me. Like you know, Instagram, public Facebook, mm. and like really, like you said, like I've sort of taken a step away. Yeah. yeah. Or just, you know, like with my training and competition, I've sort of fallen in love with some other things besides being a uh, social media. Like when I wanted to grow a social media and do business, mm. I did that. And I, you know, I was successful at it. And now, but now I've, I enjoy doing this other thing, but just like, like in line with this show, like I can't, I'm going through like this weird period myself right now where it's like, what? what is my role as a fucking citizen and you know, like how happy is like being on social media making me, you know, you know, but anyways, um, that's just me stuff. Um, but I am limiting it. So I don't do the Facebook group anymore, but I, uh, you know, I'm around on Instagram and, and, and the, and the public Facebook. And then there's so, Derek yeah. That's yeah. your website. Yeah. And that's yeah. Derek I have a, uh, just, I have like a bunch of different training programs on there. Um, from beginner beginner level fitness to advanced and then you know like powerlifting mm. crossfit whatever you want but then you know like i said i got the stupid rules on there and then um you know i have a i have a nutrition write up uh, called my food philosophy where i you know i i write in it it's about basically like how i learned to eat and mm. kind of unbeknownst to everyone and myself like i've sort of had like an eating disorder and like really bad relationship with food my whole life where people people see me now and they're like oh look at this guy he's fucking jacked and he kicks ass it's mm. like okay well i used to be like a fucking really bad like emotional binge eater mm. for like 12 years <laughs> you know like that's hard to overcome right. you know? <laughs> so um just just yeah a couple write-ups and, and all these things are inexpensive you know so um yeah maybe maybe worth looking into i you know, as far as being a better person, um, better citizen, I do think like, you know, getting a handle on your nutrition is one of the hardest mm. things we, any of us can fucking try to tackle, yeah. you know? And, um, in that write up, I sort of wrote about how I tackled it and still tackle it today because yeah. it never ends, yeah. you know? <laughs> no, it definitely doesn't. Uh, and I, I take that back to the, uh, the, rights and responsibilities, the preparation and execution. If you don't want um, to be tempted by shitty food, don't buy it. Like if it's not yeah. in your house, you mm -hmm. can't eat it, brother. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, we got to get going. Right. You got to go do your yeah. thing. I'm going to the to the Lake of cool. the Ozarks. So uh, thanks for coming out today. I appreciate it. Nice. Everybody go check out Derek White's uh, website, DerekWhite.com, at Derek White on Instagram, uh, Derek White on Facebook. Uh, thanks for coming today, man. I appreciate it. No, I appreciate the invite, man. I had a lot of fun. Sure. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. This has been Citizen. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.